Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I am joined by a star sensation of Australia, Tarly. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by an amazing guest, a true star of professional wrestling, Tarly. So how are you doing today, girl? Hey, everybody. I'm amazing. How are you? I am fantastic to be here with you. So thank you again so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very honored that you asked me to be a part of this. Of course, you're quickly becoming one of my favorites, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Oh, bless. Thank you. (laughs) Well, firstly, I want you to tell me more about the Star Trash Lovers and your friendship with fellow wrestler (laughs) Avery. Yes, yes. The tag team that's taking Australia by storm and we did not plan that. Um, (laughs) I just, I love Avery. She's just amazing. And then it happened that at the MCW tournament, we both got eliminated first round. So we had to team up and we're like, well, we need a tag team name. And I'm like, well, I'm Star and you're Trash and we love each other. So why don't we just call each other the Star Trash Lovers? And then it was meant to just be a one and done thing. And then um, apparently we just were amazing together and (laughs) everyone wants us to be a thing now. (laughs) I think you guys are fantastic together from what I've seen so far. But I think 2020 is going to be your year. I 100% agree. We're going to go after all of the tag team championships. We're going to take over Australia. It's, it's going to happen. 2020 is a Star Trek lovers year. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like you just mentioned, you were a part of the inaugural tournament to crown the first ever Melbourne City Wrestling Women's Champion. And although you didn't win the title, I think you still had an impressive showing against Jessica Troy. So how did it feel to be a part of history nonetheless? Honestly, I was very flattered to be even asked, even considered to be in the tournament, considering that I only had debuted for MCW that year, or at Girl, considering. And there were so many people in that tournament, Kellyanne, Avery, Jessica Troy, actually had my first ever match against Jessica Troy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When I first, I think I was her first match. I think our singles match was both of our debuts, and it was horrible. It was a really bad match. And, oh, I liked um, it. <laughs> no, our first match was really yeah. bad. And uh-huh. then when we had the MCW match, that was like, okay, cool. We're both much better now. So let's, Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And yeah, it was amazing. I was very flattered to even be a part of that tournament. And yeah, even though I didn't win, I still got to tag team with Avery and take on Lux the next night. So I was still a part of it. It was great. And because of it, the Star Trek lovers were born. Exactly, exactly. Look how far we've come. (laughs) And you know, another interesting aspect of you is the fact that you change your hair color quite often from red to blue to orange. (laughs) So would you consider those changes as a part of your character or is it more of a style as a person? Because I think your hair always looks awesome, to be honest. Oh, thank you. It was definitely a part of my character at first because Mm -hmm. my initial plan was to go through all of the colors of the Ninja Turtles Mm-hmm. So that's I one of your nicknames too. Yes, yes. And my, that was my first ever gimmick per se was Teenage Mutant Ninja Tarly. And so I went red, blue, orange, and then I was meant to go purple. But orange I just thought looked really good. So I stuck out with orange for a lot longer than I was meant to. And then I'm like, nah, we got to 
I don't want to be this colourful. <laughs> I mean, I love being colourful, but, like, I've got to mix it up a little bit now. Yeah. Like, and my hair needed a rest, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> You're and natural I'm now. Like, Let's just go black. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's sad though because I don't stand out as much anymore. At least in photos, you could always tell it was me with my hair. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to be even more dramatic. I think you stand out. You have these really cool glasses, and your gear is really <laughs> unique. No? Oh, thank you, thank you. I designed it myself. I didn't make it myself, but I designed oh, really? it myself. I did. That's... Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it's um, it's kind of so. Obviously, my green and black one is based off Loki from the Avengers because yeah. I love him. And I love all of like Norse mythology and everything like that. So the idea of the little half skirt is based off of Norse mythology, female warriors gear and all of that. So something I also wanted to touch base with you upon is your controversial food opinions that you have, (laughs) because I need an explanation on a few of them, if that's okay with you. That's perfectly fine. Let's go. (laughs) You've stated that pizza is your favorite food, but you hate most cheeses. So how do you explain that one? Which specific cheese do you hate? (laughs) So when I said with most cheeses, I, so the only cheese I like is like the basic cheese, like cheddar cheese and mozzarella I'm not gonna go about I'm not about that brie cheese and that blue cheese and there's like there's so many cheeses and I don't want the fans like I hate cheese platters um unless there's like I know unless there's like cheddar cheese like (laughs) I'm not going anywhere near that so cheese like cheese pizza is my favorite pizza but that's because it's the basic cheese like you don't need to complicate it just give me cheddar cheese and mozzarella (laughs) so I'm guessing you don't eat the cheese platter at Christmas even though it's your favorite holiday Oh, Chris, I love Chris. No, I'm, I'm sitting in the corner eating the bowl of pork crack. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> a couple other foods you've stated you hate, which are some of my personal favorites, are Nutella, and you hate my mm. two favorite fruits, oh, mango and kiwi. So explain <laughs> yourself again, Missy. All right. No, that's fair. So mango is kind of a weird one. I love mango-flavored things. It's one mm. of my favorite flavors. So like mango ice cream, mango yogurt, all of that stuff. It's like my go-to. I just hate mango. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's the texture of an actual mango. Like I've tried eating it and then the texture, the texture of it just throws mm-hmm. me off. But like if it's mango flavored, then I'm all about that. <laughs> what about Nutella and then, though? Nutella is disgusting and <laughs> I will stand by that. It's absolutely horrendous. Do you have peanut butter then at least? Oh, yes. I love peanut butter. Okay. I'm not the type of person that'll eat peanut butter, like, out of the jar. Yeah. But, like, I'll eat peanut butter. But, yeah, Nutella is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> okay, fair. I'll let you stick to your controversial <laughs> food Twitterist <laughs> that's self-proclaimed. Yeah, so, uh, I know. I can see that Twitter has judged you for some of your food taste, but what about your music taste? What do you like to listen to? Uh, so, I don't really have a particular type, like, a style of music. It's kind of just whatever I'm feeling at the moment. So... You could go, I have a playlist on Spotify that's literally just titled Literally Random Songs because it depends on whatever mood I'm in at the moment. I'll just add Mm -hmm. it to my playlist. It's like 600 songs. It's like, it goes from Glee to Nickelback to Fall Out Boy to, no, it's crazy. No, those (laughs) are good. You never know what you're going to get with with that playlist. It's kind of just, yeah, whatever I'm feeling at the time. (laughs) Do you have Spotify? I do have Spotify, yes. What was your top song or top artist of the decade? Because if you've seen it. Yes, I have. And I thought it was really funny. So my top artist of the decade 
was epic rap battles of history. <laughs> and everyone, I tell everyone that I love them and it's my gym playlist and no one thought it would be that crazy. I didn't even think it would be that crazy. When I got it, it's like, oh, you've listened to 35 hours of epic rap battles of history. And I'm like, oh God, that's embarrassing. To be like- fair, <laughs> Hannah Montana was my second most listened to artist of this year. <laughs> So it's like kind of similar. I didn't realize I listened to it that much, but this year I got like really back into it. Yes. Oh, I got to get back into it. Disney Plus, it'll get me back into it. Exactly. Okay. So switching gears here, back to talking wrestling. You are from Newcastle, correct? I'm not initially from Newcastle. I moved to Newcastle, but yes. Okay. And you also traveled to the States to train under Black and Brave. So what prompted you to travel all this way to train? It was last year, 2018. Yes. So I went there because it's just, I don't know, like Seth Rollins is, obviously I love Seth Rollins. That's why I paid so much to go be there. And I just really wanted to mix it up. I was going through this weird phase of my wrestling and I'm like, I just need to mix it up. I need to push myself. I need to challenge myself. I've always wanted to go to America. Seth Rollins just opened up this wrestling academy. It's perfect. Let's do Let's do that. And then I went and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> it was so hard. Every time oh, so. I look back at it and I'm like, how did I do that? <laughs> what was the first wrestling move you learned? Or not because you had already been training before then. Yes. But what was like maybe the hardest like workout or like drill they would have you do? Oh God. I remember one in particular. So it was a lot of, a lot of CrossFit and a lot of endurance training and the CrossFit wasn't too bad, honestly, but I remember one particular drill they had us doing and they, we had to stand around the ring holding dumbbells at our side. And it wasn't like just normal, like six kilo dumbbells. I like the equivalent would have been, I had to hold like two 25 kilo dumbbells either side. And if we dropped it, we had to hold a plank or we had to do a sit up or something like that. So we weren't allowed to drop the dumbbells. And until the person in the ring had finished doing 16 right shoulder rolls and 16 Mm -hmm. left shoulder rolls. Once they were done, we were allowed to drop the dumbbells until the next person got in the ring to do their rolls. And there was like 15 people in my class. So it was going on for like a solid over an hour of us just holding these dumbbells and people's hands were bleeding. And it was, it was insane. (laughs) Was Blair Onyx in your class? She was. She's my best. She is my best friend. (laughs) Have have you guys formally, since I know you've moved back to Australia, have you guys had like a formal match? We haven't, no. I am going back to America though in April next year. Mm -hmm. And so it's my mission to have a match against Blair. I need to wrestle her. (laughs) I'd love to see that. Yes, we technically had a match at training because she was was new and so I'm very keen to see how much she's improved. I've seen all of her videos and I can already tell how much she's improved, but I need to see it. Fair. I look forward to it. Yes, me too. (laughs) Now you've also cited that Alicia Fox is one of your favorites in the (laughs) ring, so I'm interested to know what drew you to her specifically. I honestly, I can't. I don't have an answer. (laughs) I think it was, I'd stopped watching wrestling for a period of time and I came back. This was before I'd started training. I came back and I remember she was on TV and I was like, I don't know who this girl is. I haven't been watching Mm -hmm. for a while, but I am in love with her, her flair and her attitude. And she was just very appealing to me. She looked different. And I think I was just like, yeah, I like her. And then since then I'm like, yeah, I love her. She's great. (laughs) 
Same with Tyler Breeze then, because I know you're a big fan of him oh too. <laughs> yes, I love Tyler Breeze. <laughs> he's amazing. He's so underappreciated. And I'm so glad he's back on NXT and he's just doing everything. He opened up a wrestling school too. And when he opened one up, I was like, damn it, I want to go there as well. So I don't know, I might go there too. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, nothing uh, wrong with practicing some more, you know? Exactly, exactly. And you've been a wrestling fan since you were a kid, correct? Correct, yes. Do you remember your first memory? Uh, yes. So my first memory of wrestling, my dad turned it on. And I remember it very explicitly because I'm like, what the heck am I watching? <laughs> it, was, it was when Lita and Trish Stratus were feuding. And mm-hmm. it was the one time when Eminem came in and they kidnapped oh Trish Stratus. Yes, I remember like, this. And they like held her in a basement and like tied her up and everything. And I'm like, what the heck am I watching? Like, Dad, why have you turned this on? And I think that was like the promo before their match that they had. But I remember that promo was the first thing that I saw. I'm like this woman being held captive in a basement. Yeah, (laughs) Mickey was there too. And Mickey was just like, I think, watching like her get taken away. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it was really (laughs) weird. And for some reason, that's just (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is amazing. This is great. (laughs) Well, that's a funny story. Yeah, so everyone else has got really good first matches. And mine's like, oh, no, mine was Trish Stratus getting kidnapped. No, I think that's really memorable, though. That's pretty (laughs) dope. Yes, exactly. It's a good first memory. And obviously, 2019 has been a very busy year for you. You've been wrestling for MCW, Wrestling Go, FWA, to name a few. So what keeps yes. you driven? Just knowing that my next match could be the best match I've ever had in my entire life. And that's going to be the match that gets me noticed and talked about. You never, like, you never know. You could go out there and it could just be a normal match. But you walk backstage and you're like, that was the best match I've ever had. And just knowing that every single match you have is that possibility that you're going to get noticed. Someone from America or Japan or England is going to see that match and be like, oh, who is this Tali chick? I've got to look into her. And the, the drive to know that any match could be the one that is my claim to fame. <laughs> and to speak bluntly, I think Australia, including yourself, has some of the most talented women in the world. And I love seeing you ladies get more opportunities to showcase your talent, your passion and your charisma in and outside of the ring. But in mm-hmm. your own words, how would you describe this rise in women's wrestling, whether it's in Australia or perhaps the sport as a whole? Oh, God, it is the only word that came to my head is amazing. Um, <laughs> if like people have asked me before, if I could be, if I could be born or doing anything in a particular decade, what decade would it be? And I honestly have to say like the 2020 decade, because I strongly believe that the 2020 decade is the one that women's wrestling and just women as a whole are going to be taken more seriously. And we're going to get more opportunities. We're already getting more opportunities and taking more seriously. But 2020 decade is going to be the one where women are, we're not going to be the the weaker gender. Intergender wrestling is going to become more of a, a normal thing because people are going mm-hmm. to look at the women and be like, yes, they're badasses. They can 100% take on this guy and have it be believable, and women are going to just take over professional wrestling. (laughs) Do you have any dream opponents of any gender who you haven't squared off against yet? Oh, God. Any Um, part of the world, too. Any part. At the moment, I 100% want to get in the ring with Jamie Hayter. Oh, I love her. (laughs) Yes, she's healing it at the moment, and I would 
love to get in the ring with her and work some magic. Blair is another one I'd love to officially get in the ring with. Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. She, when, before she got signed, she was like one of my dream opponents. And then she got signed and I'm like, well, I guess the only way <laughs> I can wrestle her now is if I go to WWE. So <laughs> that's, that's how it'll happen. <laughs> Would you consider going to stardom at all? I know the styles differently, but you just mm-hmm. mentioned Jamie Hayter and Jamie's transition between the UK, the US, and Japan. So do you think you could do it? A hundred percent. I was like, Avery did it. True. Yes, mm-hmm. you can go to go anywhere. And it's always great to learn different types of wrestling, different styles and challenge and push yourself. And, you know, if I'm going to claim to be a star, then I've got to do it in every type of wrestling. So let's do it. <laughs> That's right, girl. And I know you're currently sidelined with a minor injury, but you're hoping to come back even better in 2020. So what are your goals upon your return, including on your trip back to the States? Yes, I do have a set goals at the moment. Top of the list would be to take the MCW Women's Championship. From um, Steph. <laughs> from Steph, from, mm-hmm. I'll, from Avery, if she's the champ at the time, it doesn't matter, it'll happen. The Nui Pro champ, Women's Championship is also on my agenda. So the MCW and Nui Pro Championships would be amazing. Then I also want to wrestle in every state in Australia. Mm-hmm. So the only ones I haven't done yet are the Northern Territory and Tasmania. So it's got to get two more done. So <laughs> let's do it. And then, of course, go to America, wrestle for Shimmer, all of that stuff, wrestle Blair, wrestle Jamie. <laughs> oh, those would be some dream matches. I would love to see those, too. I would love to be in them, yes. <laughs> and then they get gift and it'd be amazing. I love my gifts. <laughs> so this was really fun, I'm going to be honest. But before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Yes. So I'm very active, as we said, on Twitter. So if you want to come yell at me on Twitter about my controversial food opinions or anything like that, you can find me at Tali Official. Also very active on Instagram. You can find me Starly with three E's because Starly with two E's was taken and I was very offended. So Starly with three E's and then also on Facebook at Tali Official as well. So thank you again so much for having a chat with me. I really appreciate your time and I truly think you're a true rising star pun intended. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. So that about wraps up this episode of a Wrestling Girl podcast. I had so much fun talking with Tarly and I can't wait for her trip to America so I can hopefully see her in person finally. She's a really cool wrestler so I think you guys should check her out and I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did recording it with her. She is awesome and don't forget to follow Tarly on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the links she told you guys and don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at a wrestling gal. I have a couple important announcements coming up soon featuring on the 10th episode, which is my next episode. Actually, I can't believe I'm at 10 episodes already. So stay tuned for that. And my next guest on the 10th episode is really cool. You guys will see more about her soon. But again, thank you so much to Tarly and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks guys. Thanks for all the support always. 